0: we hate marketo, yeah. uh, we're, yeah. we're moving to Pardot, and I'll go, okay, yeah. okay, and then I'll go down the street, go somewhere else, another conversation, <laughs> and the conversation is, we hate Pardot, we're stopping the
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 37 of Rockstar CMO FM. The M is for marketing the F, is well, you decide, as you're probably wondering, if the world needs another effing marketing podcast. I'm your host, Ian Truscott, founding editor of Rockstar CMO, your regular hit of marketing street knowledge, where we share straight-talking marketing advice from our community of marketing writers and CMOs. You can find us at rockstarcmo.com and as Rockstar CMO on LinkedIn and Twitter. This episode was recorded on Friday the 20th of November. Thank you for joining us. I hope you've had a good week. That you're well, keeping safe, and staying as sane as you feel you need to be. On the set list this week, I will pluck something from the virtual pages of rockstarcmo.com that I'd like you to take a look at. I catch up with Simon Daniels, a marketing operations expert, and we chat about mops and the value of hiring fractional talent. And finally, I again retire to the Rockstar CMO virtual bar for a chat with my friend and content marketing guru, Robert Rose. Right, let's get started, shall we? If you've listened to the show before, you'll know I have a final question I ask all my interview guests. What would they throw in the Rockstar CMO's room pool, Our portal to hell for all the bullshit snake oil and things that generally annoy us about this wonderful marketing craft. We started this in the very first issue of Rockstar CMO before we started the podcast. In the backstage Q&As we do with our community of CMOs, <laughs> there are some wonderful suggestions. The one I want to share this week, and I'm including the show notes, comes from Amber Osborne, a VRAR marketing leader who I chatted to on this podcast and goes by the wonderful moniker of Miss Destructo on Twitter, the finest Twitter handle of anyone I think we've spoken to here. She threw the crap other marketers tell me on the internet into the pool. And I'm inclined to agree. It's hard to be in marketing and not feel the anxiety and social pressure that a quick saunter through LinkedIn, Twitter or even your email box can bring. As seemingly each tweet, update and unsolicited sales email suggests that you are doing it wrong. And here are the top five, seven or ten things you should be doing now. In a world awash with marketing hustle porn, Amber shared a refreshing perspective. I don't listen to 80% of the crap that other marketers on the Internet tell me I have to do. And it made me think of the old saying from John Wanamaker, the half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. The trouble is, I don't know which half. So we probably need to figure out which 80% of the crap that other marketers on the Internet tell me I have to do that we should throw in the pool. I mean, some of it must be good. Amber goes on to say, it is great to learn and try out new things, but use the process that works best for your company. Wise words. The Swimming Pool is a fun series. You can find it at rockstarcmo.com and click on the swimming pool link. I'll include a link to Amber's in the show notes. Take a look. Tell us what you think. What would you throw into our portal to marketing hell? Okay, enough from me. Moving on. And let's hope to the 20% of the good stuff that we should be paying attention to. And welcome our first guest, Simon Daniels, who is a marketing operations consultant advising marketing leaders on the challenges with data, technology, and process. And let's face it, who hasn't had those? Simon has honed his craft during a career that includes Wood McKenzie, Gartner, Progress Software, and T-Mobile, and as you will hear, runs Percasti Associates, providing fractional marketing leadership and consulting. It's always a pleasure to chat to Simon. hope you enjoy this conversation. Hi, Simon. Welcome to Rockstar CMO FM. How are you?
0: Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: You're very welcome. Um, Tell us a bit about yourself and what is it that you do?
0: Sure. So I provide fractional marketing operations leadership to businesses um, addressing the the operational challenges that uh, heads of marketing are facing. And bringing a little bit of, um, I like to think anyway, um, leadership and vision um, and experience um, to marketing operations, typically where there hasn't been uh, a function or an individual with with that responsibility previously. Um, and, and doing that in such a way as to not incur the entire uh, expense and commitment of a full-time permanent member of staff, but um, to... Uh, fill that gap and uh, and and help build um businesses and, uh, and and marketing functions
1: right and i'll get to that in a moment actually i'm interested in this fractional thing we see a lot more of that um, right. you spent most of your career um we've not known each other that long but i, I know from your your background that you spent most of your career in marketing operations and this might sound a simple question i mean i've led marketing teams i've worked in a lot of marketing teams how do you define marketing operations
0: Well, you're right. I like to say that I've been working in marketing operations for 25 years or more, uh, Mm -hmm. even though the the term is only about 15 years old at most, I think. But um, it's one of those cases where um, I've been doing it since before anybody thought of what to call it. Um, Yeah. Starting off in, in what was known as database marketing and, and kind of progressing from there. And for me, marketing operations really comprises everything to do with data, technology, and process in relation to marketing. Um, it's kind of the infrastructure layer, if you like, that supports the marketing function. Um, and for, for me, marketing operations is all about Driving and facilitating go to market strategy execution and measurement um, right. in, in order to um, as i say support the, the the wider marketing activities
1: right right yeah and um i've worked with some some good marketing operations folks but i've also worked with uh, in teams that have missed the value of having one, shall we put it like mm-hmm. that? So, um, yeah. what do you think a good marketing operations team brings to a CMO? Why should a CMO have some head of marketing ops?
0: Well, I always talk about marketing operations as as uh, bringing um, order to chaos. And so, <laughs> what um, what a what a good uh, MOPS team will do for a, for a CMO or a, or a head of marketing um, is to create um, that overall sense of reliability um dependency process um and um routine if you like almost okay. so that um a cmo knows that the machine of marketing is 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 functioning um and firing on all cylinders um and that the um, the, the bigger picture of of strategy and um everything else that that, that goes into marketing can be executed and, and undertaken um safe in the knowledge that um everything is there to to make that happen um when when it comes time to actually uh, execute on those plans um, right
1: right so it's like building the marketing machine
0: yeah i think so um it it um you know i i um sometimes talk about marketing operations as being the, the kind of, you know, the, the, the back of the band, it's, it's the rhythm and bass section. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, it, it's not necessarily flashy, although there's the, um, odd drum solo every, every now and again. (laughs) Um, but it, but it creates the, the rhythm and the cadence and, um, the, the you know like I say the the, the kind of um, foundations if you like um, for the, uh, the for the go to market teams to to execute mm-hmm. in in terms of um, you know proposition and messaging and, and creative and, and all those kinds of things um, but it, it's the knowledge that. Um, all, all of that's happening, um, and that clearly, um, as well as, as well as execution that measurement can, can take place, um, and, uh, the, the, the benefit and, and ultimately return on investment from marketing can, can be understood. Um, but equally, you know, for me, um, it, it's important that marketing operations is not seen merely as, you know, back room, um, Or um, that that it's just a sort of a a service provider to marketing. Um, That's why I like to talk about driving and facilitating because there's a, you know, I have this kind of yin yang concept, if you like, where um, on the one hand, you know, I will go to demand gen heads or uh campaign people and say, okay, what do you need um in terms of marketing automation or data or mm-hmm. campaign process or um you know, measurement and these kinds of things. Um but at the same time, you know, I, I will I will just as likely be saying you should be running multi wave um behavior triggered uh campaign activity within the marketing automation platform or um, mm-hmm. we can improve the the way that marketing is being measured so that you can understand the tactics that are working so it's a kind of a, a push pull relationship if you like
1: mm, I like it and where do you normally start when you start a new engagement with somebody where do you find the where's normally like the low hanging fruit or where where do you start with creating something like this
0: well, yeah, I mean I, I certainly like to try and take a fast start um, and and so the things that often, are most broken, if you like, are uh, certainly data um, mm-hmm. in, in terms of uh, completeness and, and, and overall quality. Um, and one of the kind of more strategic um, aspects um, that, that I like to try and uh, in, encourage marketing teams to look at are things like total addressable market um, and um, building an audience base um, and, and understanding that base um, in, in order to go to market. Um, Frequently, um, analytics and, and reporting is is lacking. So, looking at whether there's there's some quick wins just in terms of, of simple reports and dashboards that can be put in place um, mm-hmm. to, uh, to 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 measure activity, um, and then um, pr- often aspects of process just around campaign build or execution, um, data handling, the, these mm-hmm. kinds of things. So, so th- those are the the, the kind of low hanging fruit or, or quick wins um, often. Um, and then beyond that, it, it's a matter of building out what a roadmap should look like um, in terms of marketing technology, adoption and deployment, um, where where marketing teams should be making more use of the tools they've got or what's missing um, and, uh, and, and the sort of the, the longer term aspects of, of, of that kind of thing.
1: Right, I like that because you're the custodian of the really important stuff for for CMOs right now the the data about the customers, but also the measurement and the the metrics that CMOs need to hold themselves to, that, that, so they can report to the rest of the C suite. So really, mm-hmm. you're you're making to use to help you to go with that analogy of the band. You're making the CMO the rock star, right? You're you're helping support yeah. that.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah absolutely. I mean, it's why I quite like the the analogy because clearly, you know, everybody loves the front man, the the, mm-hmm. the lead singer, or the guitar player, and and um, yeah. you know, they they, they get all, all the kind of plaudits and so on. But it it, it it wouldn't happen, you know, in a in a rock band um, yeah. without without the drums and um, and, and the bass, um, yeah. you know, pr- providing the the rhythm and, and the underpinnings. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, fre- frequently, not not to stretch the metaphor too. Far, but those, <laughs> those individuals in a band are quite often the the the, um, the kind of the best musicians almost in in the sense yeah. of understanding what a piece of music should look like. And I think again from a marketing perspective um, that there's an aspect of that. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting actually. You, you in, in in talking about data, I, I sometimes get a bit annoyed when people talk about data, and then mm-hmm. what they mean is people, um, Mm. audiences, if you like. So, I mean, right now I'm, I'm um, handling a lot of, um, event, data in in the sense of attendees and registrants and booth visitors and these kinds of things um yeah. but really it's not it's not data it's it's lists of people um yeah the, the data that goes around it is um mm-hmm. you know their interactions and and behavior and um, maybe you know some some attributes of them and so on um and and that that's the that's the other side of of the the data coin if you like um that uh, that certainly cmos and 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 marketing teams uh, all all together need to be concerned about
1: right right and and you also made the reference there to technology just a moment ago which is a bit like the the producer with all the buttons behind the mixing desk um what what do you tend to find in terms of um technology in terms of adoption and um and maturity in most of the clients that you work with are we are we overloaded with tech at the moment or or do you think um or do you think there's 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 still headroom in 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 the sorts of clients you work with?
0: Well, clearly technology is is crucial um to marketing operations it, it's a it's mm-hmm. a it's a crucial element. and yeah. um you know some sometimes I get into conversations about marketing technologists or head of heads of marketing technology as opposed to head, you know head of marketing operations. and um for me, Marketing technology is is very much part of marketing operations. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, and this is something I do mean to try and put a little blog post together about. But um, th- there's a tendency to to create. Uh, marketing operations job titles that have a have an appendage. So I once had a head of marketing operations and technology job title, and you mm-hmm. come across head of marketing operations and analytics or and productivity. Or, yeah. um, or I'm I'm actually making a list of them as I as I come across them. <laughs> um, and, and for me, and, and I take a, a fairly purist view to marketing operations anyway. But for me, you don't need the extra bit. So right. you know. Technology is marketing operations, or marketing operations is technology. I should right, say. Right, um,
1: right. So, you, so anybody anybody in MOPS needs to have a technology understanding. Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, c- certainly they do. Um, although that gets into a, a, an interesting discussion as to both the, the skill set of a marketing operations um, specialist, if you like, and mm-hmm. and indeed um, a team. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and and not to get too too drawn of course from your actual question um mm-hmm. in 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 terms of technology adoption um i mean i guess it's it's pretty obvious to say that there's a kind of Goldilocks, um, not, not too much, not, not too little. Um, mm-hmm. and, and certainly, you know, going back to what we were saying about, um, first steps, um, in, in a, in a new engagement or assignment, um, yeah. understanding the technology stack and, and, and what's there and, and, uh, whether there's too much or too little is, is crucial. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously duplicate technology or overlapping technology um, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense from a management point of view and from a, um, uh, just you know, the, the, the cost of it and, and so on.
1: Mm. Um, marketing technology is important and part of your role is to evaluate what it is that people want, have and, and where the gaps are, right, and, and to get that across. And also I think that's come across as well that marketing operations and marketing technologists – there's some overlap there and that actually um Martech sits within marketing operations and and as a group you need to have that that kind of tech savviness data structures and all that kind of stuff yeah so back to the beginning of the introduction you talked about yourself as a fractional marketing executive um and we're seeing a lot more of that as a growing band helping businesses on a part-time basis and you you touched on a little bit of the value of that um what what Well, I mean, I know you're slightly biased, I guess, but what's the the value you think that fractional um, talent is bringing to CMOs at the moment?
0: Yes, in, indeed. I, I um, would would only have to, con- to to confess or profess to being biased, but um, yeah. <laughs> as, as I was uh, touching on, um, es- essentially, particularly within um, scale up businesses, to, to use that term, which is which is mm-hmm. where I'm finding myself working. So not not startup, um, not small businesses exactly, um, but certainly not not. Corporates or, or enterprises, there's there's just a point where um, you know the, the growth itself um, is is starting to to bring in the complexity and and scale that big, bigger businesses are experiencing, and and what's needed is um, some, as I say higher level guidance and vision as, as to what things should look like. Um, Mm -hmm. so while, um, a a business could certainly hire, um, you know, a marketing operations manager or a specialist and, and just sort of point them at stuff and say, do this. Mm -hmm. um, what what um i bring or or at least what what i what i believe i bring is um an ability to sort of take a step back and look at a, a wider situation so you know for instance yeah. i'm i'm talking to a a business at the moment and they've got um you know go back to the point about technology almost, they've got a couple of, of sort of marketing automation email platforms um, and, you know, perhaps a, a lack of process and so on. Um, and it's not a matter of saying, okay, we need a, um, you know, Pardot specialist, for instance, to, to go in and mm-hmm. fix Pardot because mm-hmm. maybe Pardot's not the right thing. Um, and so, um it, it's it's a question of, of being you know agnostic and, and having a, a slightly bigger picture view uh mm-hmm. to, to be able to make those determinations. Um but at the same time it's not necessarily a full-time role um because at, at that level um there there isn't you know a, a, a full a full role to, to do um mm-hmm. and it, it, it could even be a a matter of orchestrating other resources internal or external um to actually once you've uh, determined. Yep, we're, we're going to stick with Pardot. Let's let's get someone in, or actually, let's let's change it for another solution um, to sort of t- to do that orchestration. Um, so you know, cl- clearly, I'm I'm basing it on the concept of fractional CMOS um, and. Um, it, it, I think the the, the the idea there would be um, again a business that recognizes it needs the, the kind of leadership um, mm. without um, either either wanting to or being being in a position um, to, to take on that, yeah. that full time role just just yeah. at that point. Um,
1: yeah, but, and I think as well um, from my experience, what I've seen is that is you can bring in some really good experience for your budget. Right, uh, and 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 just have a small slice of that, and that just helps to direct the the rest of of, of what's happening in in the team.
0: Yeah, yeah, I- exactly. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I- inevitably, e- e- either the role um, you know grows into something that perhaps is full time. In in which mm-hmm. case, I I would likely transition out. Perhaps mm-hmm. helping to pick someone to to, uh, to 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 take up that that full time position, um, yeah. or. Other resources are put in place um, to to create that overall marketing operations function, um, which which can then take the business forwards.
1: Mm, no, that's really good. Well, I'm uh, conscious of uh, of your time, Simon. So um, I'm going to come to our final question, and as sure I think we've shared, we have a regular feature called the Rockstar CMO swimming Pool on Rockstar CMO. Uh, it's our portal to hell for all the BS snake oil, and overhyped trends that uh, is in
0: this wonderful marketing craft that we love. What mm-hmm. would you chuck
1: into our rockstar CMO swimming pool? Well,
0: uh, I hope I can chuck more of a concept than a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think what what I would throw in uh, and, and consign to the the rockstar CMO uh, swimming pool is mm-hmm. rip and replace. Um, nice. So. Go, going back to um, the, the the discussion about technology, um, and um, the, it, it's tempting to say that there's there's no such thing as uh, as, as bad technology. Uh, that that might be a bit of a sweeping statement, but um, looking at all the the mainstream tools and uh, and technologies and so on, um, it, it's not that any of them are really um, particularly poor. They they mm-hmm. simply wouldn't survive in the market if if they were. Um, yep. And and yet um, the number of times I'll go into a, a prospect or a, or a client or just be in a conversation and, and people will say, oh, we're, we're getting rid of our marketing automation platform. We, we hate Marketo. Yep. Uh, we're, yep. we're moving to Hardot." And I'll go, okay, yep. okay. And then I'll go down the street, go somewhere else, another conversation <laughs> and, and the conversation is: we hate Pardot. We're swapping it for Marketo, and, and you know, I'm not thinking: well, everybody can't be right or, yeah. or wrong. Um, yeah. So we
1: should, at this point, point out that there are other marketing automation platforms to hate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're not just
1: picking on those yes, guys. Yes, indeed,
0: there, there, there are many. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not picking on them, and I, I, I hope. I mean, I hope that the the tongue in cheek is is audible. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. of of course, the point I'm making is that neither neither of those two platforms nor any others um, yeah. are are terrible. As 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 I say, there's 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 no yeah. such thing as bad technology. Um, yeah. The, the 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 full the full sentence is There's no th- such thing as bad technology, only bad implementation. Yes. Um, and so when when people talk about rip and replace um what what I um always try and say is, you know have you considered just looking again at what you've got mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's It's a bit like the old love love the one you're with um, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, the, the, and the issues that that exist around the technology are usually um you know to do with process and data and yeah. training. Um, and and just the, the general way that um, something's been implemented. Um, I actually think that um, businesses would be much better to consider re-implementing their existing platform Absolutely. Than, than necessarily swapping it um, because yeah. you, you retain all the benefit of familiarity, vendor relationships, um, mm. maybe other, you know, consultancies and so on that you're working with. Um mm. And and yet, you can make a fresh start. And it seems ridiculous to say, yeah, we're going to ditch this implementation of Marketo and start Mm -hmm. a new one. Um, Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, I've been working with a client that have have a longstanding Salesforce instance. And and I keep saying to them, what's this field for? And it's like, oh yeah, that was from the sort of the previous version that we were using, and yeah, we don't use that anymore. And it's like, oh, I really wish we could just start again. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, but you're Um, also you're starting again with all the lessons that you've learned now, right? And that's that. And I also, I, I mean, I love these stories um, because when I was early in my career, I used to be, uh, I worked for Content Management Solutions, and I was in pre-sales, and I switched vendor, and I was presenting back to. A client that was moving off the old solution that I'd previously been selling. And they were right. sitting there in the meeting saying, This solution doesn't do this. We need to move off. And I'm 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 inside of me, I know it's a bad implementation because I know that solution can do that. Right, but right. you know, the thing is is the project isn't called whoever did the implementation. The project is called the vendor name. So it's the yeah. it's the vendor that's got to go, not the implementation. Yeah. I think that's yeah. fascinating. Yeah,
0: that's it, exactly. Really exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah and a, and a good a good case study for this is um to to put in a, a positive word for marketo um <laughs> marketo emea i think um did exactly this now clearly mm-hmm. marketo did not throw out marketo uh, or mm. adobe did not throw out marketo but the point is that they they did a reimplementation they literally said mm-hmm. our instance of marketo that we're using internally and and you Mm -hmm. know the the our own champagne that we're drinking is is Mm -hmm. is past its best um Mm -hmm. let's let's start again um and i think that's a great
1: tip i think it's a great tip tip. well that's fantastic simon i could i mean we should get you back on because i could talk about marketing technology Probably day uh, and sure. also marketing operations, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. so, um if people are uh, need some advice or looking to learn a little bit more about you, where can they find you when they spin the dial on the interwebsite?
0: Um, best best thing to do is, is just to look for me on LinkedIn. Um, you should be able to just find uh Simon Daniels. Um, or uh, I did have somebody uh who who found me, I think, on Google, but um, <laughs> yeah, you. Put, put my name in marketing operations and I, I, I should yeah. come out pretty near the yeah. top.
1: And what's the name of your little one-person agency?
0: Uh, I call myself Percacity Associates, mm-hmm. um, which is meant to be a clever play on the word perspicacity. Um, mm-hmm. But um, otherwise, um, it's uh, it's me and uh, whoever I need to, uh, to get involved yeah. to get the job done
1: splendid well i look forward to chatting to you again simon thank you very much for coming on the show and i'll speak to you soon
0: cheers. thank you thanks Ian. thanks for having me
1: cheers mate bye-bye thanks simon I love that point about technology and bad implementations, man. I could talk about that for ages. And as we mentioned, you can find Simon on LinkedIn and Twitter, and I will include his links in the show notes. Right, it's Friday evening here at the London Rockstar Penthouse. Time to wind down for the weekend. And what better way than to join my friend and content marketing mentor, Robert Rose, in the Rockstar CMO virtual bar. (laughs) Good evening, Robert. What are you drinking?
2: Oh, hello, my friend. Nice to see you in the bar here, and uh, where we often uh, frequently find each other. It <laughs> <That's true.
1: laughs> uh,
2: you know, uh, this week, uh, this last week, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but we actually we had an election here. Um,
1: yeah, I heard about that. It's the never-ending election.
2: It, yeah, <laughs> it, it seems to it seems to be interminable. I have to say, um, <laughs> and, and it's been a bit stressful. And so um, I've been calling it the detox from the dragon. Um, and um, <laughs> so I made a bit of a cocktail here that I'm calling the dragon detox. And here's, here's the way it uh-huh. works. It is you, 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 so My lovely wife made a, a detox drink, which is uh, mm-hmm. sort of a health drink, if you will, uh, which is mm-hmm. primarily celery juice and lemon so you mix that you together into a shot glass um and
1: throw that away
2: yeah, yeah, yeah exactly you shoot that it's awful it tastes absolutely horrific but you're now detoxed, and now you just pour a generous amount of uh really nice anejo tequila into a glass no. put some ice in that and enjoy because that's the nice. dragon.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you still got a bit of the hint of the good stuff around the glass, so there's a little bit of flavor. And then,
2: <laughs> oh no, you use a completely right. separate glass. You don't want any. You don't want any part of that <laughs> celery juice or lemon. Yeah, that's, that's. I thought I was
1: joking about yeah. chucking it away. <laughs> you, you use two,
2: you, you definitely use two different glasses for this.
1: Right, okay. Well, I only have one glass, so I'm going to try and put my detoxy stuff and my liquor in the same glass. Ice. see. So um, did we put ice in that?
2: Uh, we do indeed, yes.
1: That's splendid. Well, I have some ice. That's good. Um. Now and then, then, uh, last week's recommendation was an excellent one, Robert, but I don't have that particular gin, and you know that I'm not going for the uh, the tequila. I have... <laughs> A nice bottle of Hendrix.
2: Oh, which there I it is. Man.
1: Generously pour into this glass.
2: Yeah, there you go.
1: Oop,
2: oh wow, nice. that is a generous <laughs> pour.
1: <laughs> I think the bottle nearly slipped out my hand there. All yeah. right, and then and then and then for detox, something very similar to what your wife described. I think uh, yeah, well, because I think it has botanicals in it.
2: I'm gonna guess it's a tonic. <laughs>
1: You know me so well, my friend. You know me so well. Let's stick probably quite a lot something there. Alright, here we go. Okay. So what did you call this drink?
2: Uh that was called the dragon detox. Oh, let me give this a try. Oh well, that's very good.
1: That's very
2: nice. I, I, I like that. Be, yes, indeed.
1: Yes, I, I could I could drink uh, I could drink these every single week I don't know why I keep trying your cocktails. I just have one of these. They're excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you're um, we're, we're um, detoxing from the dragon. Uh, <laughs> whereabouts should we do, be doing that?
2: Well, I think you know it, it is getting to be cool out everywhere. We are finally getting mm-hmm. some fall weather here in in Los Angeles, and I suspect it's uh, the standard gray there. <laughs> In London, <laughs> Don't know how um, true that is. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking we both probably need to get to Italy, and I'm thinking oh. somewhere on the coast. Uh, and I'm not as yes. familiar with Italy, uh, but I'm thinking the Mediterranean coast. Um, yes, somewhere you know where it is relatively warm and sunny, and yes. there are is good Italian food to be had. That's that's where I think we need to be.
1: That sounds that sounds about right. And do you think you're gonna be far enough away from the dragon for us to not worry too much about that?
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs>
1: Although um, I think we'd be I, I mean, we could certainly be sipping these in Italy, but I think would we turn to that beautiful bottle of red wine you recommended the other week? I think we we maybe maybe have a couple of those as well.
2: oh we uh, we, yeah, we may very well <laughs> we may very well move out of I mean we're not in Tuscany, <laughs> we're not in central Italy anymore. Uh we're, We're down now on the coast. And so perhaps, you know, it was funny when I was, when I, when I have visited Italy, it's the one place Mm -hmm. where, when you just, you walk into the restaurant and Mm -hmm. they just give you red wine and it's the most amazing you know, it doesn't matter, you know, it just, it's whatever they've pulled off the shelf and, you know, and and pulled from the local you know vineyard yeah um it's just yeah. it's an and it's an amazing bottle of wine that you've never heard of nor seen or really even has a yeah. label it just you know they just yeah, pour it yeah. into a glass and there you go
1: yeah i'm i'm a huge fan of Yoka and spanish joca and when i'm in spain <clears throat> just pour me anything you like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's gonna be good <laughs> well yeah, so yeah. um so we've uh, we've escaped the dragon. We're sipping these. We're we're looking over the Mediterranean. Some some beautiful sunshine. Nice warm evening. Um, we, as we've discussed many times, we're polite young men. We don't talk politics or religion. No. What are we talking about,
2: Robert? Well, you know, I mean, as usual, we're talking something <laughs> about marketing, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. But interestingly, what I'm what I you know what I'm finding these days is is Something that I don't know if it's becoming a trend or not, but it's something worth discussing, which is, is this idea of the shifting needs of marketing operations. And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, marketing ops was in, you know, 20 years ago, you and I are both old enough mm-hmm. to remember this. Um, yes. Marketing operations was kind of the, you know, the, it was basically the accounting. Of marketing, right? It was, yeah. the, you know, you might have a program management office that's part of the marketing operations team. You probably had, you know, the procurement people, the people who were, mm-hmm. you know, signing contracts with agencies, managing all of the different, um, uh, you know, engagements with different vendors and, and that sort of thing. Um, and really yeah. managing sort of the accounting of the marketing group, full stop. And it's really evolved. It's marketing ops has really evolved. And what I see interestingly happening is when we start talking about content as a function, um, one of the interesting things to me is how much of it is now, how much of the skill sets needed are Mm -hmm. the, you know, really match up well with the idea of what's happening in you know, the sort of evolution of marketing ops, right. From everything from digital asset management to technology management, to some level of cost transparency and management. Um, And a lot of those things are now, I think have given a bit of a renaissance to marketing Mm -hmm. ops of, of late. And, and to me, that's a really interesting trend because I've always been a sort of fan of the, the marketing operations Teams, and for small businesses, mm-hmm. this will be a weird idea, right? What are you talking about, marketing operations? This is really something that is really endemic to a to a to a larger inter- global enterprise, right? Where there are people who yeah. only you know don't work on any creative stuff typically, but are only there to make the trains run on time and yeah. marketing. Yeah. And I just think it's a really interesting trend where content operations, to in in, in you mm-hmm. know, which is sort of the the new term du jour. Um, is mm. becoming so synonymous with marketing operations, and there are a lot of skills that are overlapping there. and And I think it's a real opportunity for both teams um, to yeah. start to learn and 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 evolve. And it might be the avenue for content to become truly strategic is to get into that more operational. Oh my mode. god! Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's. Um, uh, I mean, it's. I don't think it'll be any surprise to listeners that we don't rehearse this, <laughs> and I don't know what you're going to talk about. But the coincidence here is that. Um, my the interview on this show is also with, with with a chap called Simon Daniels, who's a marketing ops person. We've been talking about marketing ops earlier in the program, so that's interesting. And um, but um, I, but this content lens that you're applying to, I'm really interested in because it's something that um, I'm looking at with a client as well. Is that what What do you describe as content operations?
2: Well, increasingly, it's starting to look like. Uh you know, a centralized way to standardize the way that content is created, managed, optimized, mm-hmm. and delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and what I mean by that is that is that you've got people now who are responsible for saying, okay, you know, we have to pull... You know, we can't scale content by simply having the rest of the organization demand increasing numbers of assets from people Mm -hmm. right you know yeah we can only make so many infographics we can only make so many blog posts we can only make so many white papers we can only create so many powerpoint presentations we can only create so many fill in the blank and so yeah moving to a more proactive stance of where there Mm -hmm. is a team producing content then is that is then pulled apart and merchandised into feeding that demand in other words more of a looking at content as a product that meets the demand of the organization rather than a service that meets the demand of the organization is yeah. is is an increasingly popular way good way yeah. to scale and manage the cost of it and so how do you do that right well you need you know people who are focused on the governance and operational aspects of it you need technology yeah. that helps you reuse repurpose and structure content in a different way and you need mm-hmm. real uh, policies and standards in place so that everybody knows what we're talking about here right what is a white paper mm-hmm. right what is an ebook mm-hmm. what is a blog post mm-hmm. what is a campaign mm-hmm. versus an initiative you know versus a project and getting a good taxonomy, getting a good structure, getting a good operating model of content is, Mm -hmm. is so increasingly important as part of a great content strategy. And then you go, okay, well, who's going to do that? Um, because you know, it may or may not be the journalists or the creative people or the videographer or the photographer, they're ill-equipped to do that without training. And so look, classic marketing ops, people who have these skills built in to themselves, and I think that's that's a really interesting idea.
1: i I completely agree. I love this. Um, the uh, but one of the things that I'm seeing uh, with a client I'm working with at the moment is you still have this sort of, and you know I've talked about the hamster wheel a number of times about this hamster wheel of marketing where people are demanding data sheets are demanding all those things you just mentioned. So you've got that going on. But in the meantime, you want to create this more considered, content strategy using this content operations model that you've just described yeah. how do you make that transition it's almost like going from perpetual license software to you know to SaaS. there's always that kind of break point isn't it And uh, maybe that's a bad analogy for this i don't know but how, how do you how do you then train the business to to, to take that more considered stra- strategic approach with content
2: Well, there's an amazing consulting firm that I might recommend that you hire. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, couldn't resist. Um, Well, you know, in in all seriousness, the the first part of it is to take a reflection on what the team is doing now, right? How is, Mm -hmm. you know, for most businesses, content is kind of a black box, right? I mean, it's yeah. just this, you know, request to go into something, you yeah. know, might be, yeah. I mean, I even, there are so many businesses that still use a trouble ticketing system to actually, you know, create content assets, right? The fact yeah. that we call it yeah. a trouble ticket, you know, system, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll on <laughs> yeah. a rant there, but, but, but yeah. they do, right? Because, you know, oh, I'm going to yeah. submit my trouble ticket to get a piece of content created. And, you know, and then, you know, it's literally like the, the diner right you know where you can picture Mm -hmm. the content down in the basement going oop order up you know and yeah Yeah. you know oh it's a blue plate special with no fries right you know and and, (laughs) yeah who's it for nobody cares (laughs) yeah exactly right (laughs) and so it's just taking a reflection of how can we start to pivot and make Mm -hmm. the content that we're creating much you know you know let's Mm -hmm. say It's a 90-10 split between reactive and proactive. Uh, And that 10% proactive is us basically sitting in front of a monitor, you know, with a tear rolling down our face saying, "Ah, I wish I had the time to actually create something really cool. Um, And can you start to switch it, right? Can we start to say no? Can we start to actually pivot the team so that we're, you know, that we're 60-40, 50-50, even 40-60? proactively creating content that is merchandised so that we're working ahead ahead of the game yeah Yeah. you know i mean so the count you know so many times i'll talk to a content team and i'll say tell me about your content calendar and they'll say well it's calendarized but it's just a to-do list of all the stuff we have to do yeah it's not a a strategic editorial calendar it's just a, a task list yeah, I love the tear that you just painted.
0: I love yeah.
1: that <laughs> idea of us sitting there in front of our monitors with uh, tears rolling down our eyes. Um and and uh, it, it, that's that's so true, and it, so 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 resonates with the, um with many organizations that, that you're 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 this short order cook that you you're content you actually created a content factory that's making things on demand just in time rather than a content library or something that's more of a considered you know, here are some things now go campaign those
2: things. You know, what's funny is we Country. don't even really create the factory. You know, the, the, the belabored <laughs> metaphor that I often use is that what the content team is, gets good at doing is hacking together airplanes. Right. Um, right. But We never bother right. to actually create the factory. We just, you know, it's just yeah. how good can you get at hacking together? You know, Oh, this yeah. week it's a biplane next week. It's a bomber. And the next week it's a jetliner. Yeah, yeah. You know and we yeah. hack them together as best as we can and sometimes yeah. we get something that flies and and <laughs> you know and, and and you know and, and but we, we we don't even really you know we even though we call it the content factory nobody really yeah. bothers to build the governance the processes even the you know sort of mm. automation that a yeah. factory would would you know would preclude or would would include and and <laughs>
1: So it's more of a workshop, really, then, isn't it? More of a crafty workshop where (laughs) where we're sort of beaving away, hammering at things.
2: Right. But then there's a step beyond that, which is, okay, but let's make a factory of stuff that we want to produce instead of, you know, the the different kinds of airplanes' orders that are coming in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a really good thought. And it really resonates with me. Thank you, Robert. And, uh, And I'm sure that uh, we would enjoy these drinks while we were discussing that and making these huge plans and i i mean i mean the the resistance to this that you actually taught me all them years ago was to ask why which helps to break that hamster wheel cycle i think so i it think that can, was always yeah. Yeah, that was always the thing. Um, so um, I can't help but recommend that people should talk to Content Advisory, right, and ask you for your advice. So it was nice that you slipped that in. Um, so, 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 Robert, um, where, where, um, if people want more of this kind of advice, where are they going to find you?
2: Well, if you're looking for more <laughs> of that, you can certainly get it at our website, which is contentadvisory.net.
1: And when people spin the dial on the interwebs, where will they find you, Robert?
2: Oh, I'm all over the place. You, I mean, I'm 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 kind of annoyingly pervasive. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, on Twitter, <laughs> I'm Robert underscore Rose. On LinkedIn, just do a search, you'll find me. Blah blah blah.
1: Isn't annoyingly pervasive the goal of social media? Aren't we all trying to be that? <laughs> uh,
2: that yes, it is. That, that you know, I should get a t-shirt. That says, I'm annoyingly <laughs> pervasive.
1: Yes. And you'll be right up there with all the cool kids. That's right. <laughs> well, exactly right. That's right. Well, it Gary was a joy. As,
2: yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, you and Gary V. absolutely. Um, well, it was a joy as ever, Robert. Will I see you in the bar next week?
2: You will, indeed.
1: Oh, one thing. Happy um, Happy Thanksgiving for next week. Hope you've got some nice plans for your family.
2: Uh, I do, indeed, yes. We're going to take... Yes time away and 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 get it away nice. so thank you very much for that
1: no you're very welcome and i'll see you after all the festivities i hope you uh, don't burn your house down with a turkey or something <laughs> thank, you. I'll, I'll enjoy. <laughs> Cheers, mate. thank you Robert as you've probably gathered by now we don't rehearse, so surprising that this episode got a theme, the topic of marketing and content operations. So that was splendid. And I continue to drink Hendrix for the pleasure. No word of a sponsorship deal yet. So that's a wrap on episode 37 of the Rockstar CMO Effing Marketing podcast. Thanks again to Simon for the conversation, to Robert for the inspiring cocktail, and to Amber for her wonderful suggestion for the pool. I will, of course, include all their links in the show notes at rockstarcmo.com forward slash podcast, where you will also find all our previous episodes. If you liked my guests, please give them a mention, click their links, follow them, and take a look at their work. I really appreciate their time, but most of all, thank you for dropping a dime into your podcasting jukebox, selecting our track, and jiving along with us. I hope you enjoyed the show. So does the world need another epic Marketing podcast? I would love to know what you think. Drop us some feedback, a review, subscribe, share, or just keep listening. I'm glad you're here. Next week, the topic will be content marketing as I chat to Raj Goodman Anand, founder and MD of Goodman Lantern, a content marketing agency. One of my favorite topics, so really an indulgence for me. And as he promised, Robert Rose will be back. The Rockstar CMO virtual bar. Until then, happy Thanksgiving to our US chums. And I've been your host, Ian Truscott, founding editor of rockstarcmo.com. And I hope you'll join us again here next week at Rockstar CMO
0: FM.